Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson, and it is so exciting to have you here with us on our show today. This is a daily athletics podcast all about Duke University, and we appreciate you making this your first listen each and every day. Duke won last night. Duke kicked off the college basketball season with all eyes on Coach K as he starts his farewell season, leading our Duke Blue Devils with a 79-71 victory last night over the Kentucky Wildcats. I've got to tell you everything about this game on today's program. Be sure to follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Make sure you follow and subscribe to Locked On Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. While you're doing that, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review. If you're on the Apple Podcast platform, that's great. Go ahead and leave us a five-star rating. Make sure you type out a review, and I give shout-outs on Five Star Friday, so make sure you take advantage of that for your name to be announced here on Locked On Blue Devils. If you've got any questions, every few weeks I do a Mailbag Monday edition of this program. Send those to us at LO underscore Blue Devils or send us an email, LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com. Duke a winner over Kentucky. Let's break it down now right here on Locked On Blue Devils. 79-71 the final score for Duke as they pick up the win to kick off their 2021-2022 college basketball season. This team has been talked about a lot going into the final season of Mike Krzyzewski being the head coach for our Duke Blue Devils. 42 years that he's led the way for Duke and what a game this was for the Blue Devils. They won the contest by a score again of 79 to 71, won the first half by a score of 39 to 35. So both halves, Duke was better than Kentucky by four points. Let's break it all down. As Trevor Keels and Paulo Banquero are the big story nationally last night, as Trevor Keels had 25 points for Duke, Paulo Banquero with 22. Those freshmen had standout performances, standout debuts for Duke basketball. RJ Barrett had the greatest debut in Duke basketball history with 33 points under Coach K. In his first game, that was also against the Kentucky Wildcats, a blowout back in 2018. In that same game, Zion Williamson had 28 points. Back in 2017, Marvin Bagley III had 25 points in his first game in a Duke Blue Devils uniform. But tonight, it was Trevor Keels tying Bagley with 25 points, and then Paulo Banquero added 22 himself. Very impressive debuts under Coach K. Duke won this basketball game only making one shot from the outside. That's right. Duke only made one three-pointer. They were one of 13 from the three-point line, and still Duke found a way to win a basketball game. Just really terrific performance from Duke basketball defensively to get after it after Kentucky. They went seven of 16 from the three-point line, but six of their makes were in the first half. They were six of 11 from three-point range in the first half. Kentucky only one of five. In the second half, Coach K talked about it after the fact, and you could just tell defensively limiting the three-point shots was a key for Duke in that second half, and they did an outstanding job of doing that. Going through scoring for Duke just in general, again, we mentioned the 25 points for Trevor Keels. Paulo Banquero had 22. Wendell Moore Jr. had 12 for Duke. Jeremy Roach had six. Mark Williams had five. Theo John had five. Joey Baker had two. And A.J. Griffin had two points. A.J. Griffin was praised 
for his play in the second half. Again, he's one of the heralded five-star recruits for Duke. Uh, did not have the debut the other guys had. Again, Trevor having 25 and Paolo having 22. But A.J. Griffin has missed some time, as we've talked about, with the knee injury. Really did not play much of his senior year of high school basketball at all. His first real action in about a year and a half. And he was really impressive in spurts there in the second half. He's only going to get better and uh, definitely got some praise from Duke. For Kentucky Wildcats, Oscar Shibwe was definitely the story. 17 points and 19 rebounds for Shibwe. 12 of those 19 rebounds were on the offensive end. It created a ton of second chances as Kentucky shot 16 more times than Duke in this game. They had a lot of second chances because Shibwe was getting the offensive rebound, kicking it out to other guys to get different looks. And so uh, Duke's got to do a better job controlling the glass as Kentucky won the rebounding battle against the Duke Blue Devils. Severe Wheeler, 16 points, 10 assists for Kentucky. He's a transfer from Georgia. The Georgia Bulldogs, funny enough, pretty much lost to everybody from their team a year ago. Wheeler was one of their top players. Katie Johnson, the other. Johnson goes to Auburn. Wheeler goes to Kentucky. So both of those guys staying in the SEC. And Wheeler just plays at an entirely different pace than everyone else. He was definitely the fastest guy on the floor. And you could tell it pretty much every time he touched the basketball was out with good pace. Duke led the entire first half of the game against Kentucky tonight and uh, didn't give up the lead until about 90 seconds into the second half. Swap baskets back and forth a little bit, and then Duke kind of gained control. Weathered a storm, a late run from Kentucky there towards uh, the middle of the second half, and then ultimately went on to win 79-71. to I'll talk a little bit more about that first half and other things. Again, Duke a winner, 79-71 over Kentucky. You're listening to Locked On Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections and you can come up and win ten times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON, and that promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize pick allows mixed sport entries, as you can combine football, basketball, and any other sport. It's an awesome thing to check out. As also, make sure you use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made up in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. This episode of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on the long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I love McDonald's so much, I could proudly say I spent one year in high school working at McDonald's. Make sure you go by and check out your local McDonald's. Head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there, proudly sponsoring 
the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. Eight-point victory for Duke to get the 2021-2022 college basketball season underway as they improve to 7-4 and four overall in the Champions Classic. Again, the Champions Classic is an event every single season. The venue changes, but it's every single year. It's between Duke, it's between Kentucky, Kansas, and Michigan State. They've been doing this now for 11 seasons. Uh, most recently, since 2014, when we had the college football playoff created, it's always been a way for ESPN to have the first game played, 30-minute break to let the players warm up on the floor, and to go over the newest college football playoff rankings. Georgia's number one in the country, if you're into that sort of thing. And then the Duke and Kentucky game played, or the second game of that night is played. This event was extended, by the way, by ESPN and the universities and college basketball for four more years. So it's going to continue to go through at least 2025. The cities will continue to rotate. This year, it was in New York City at Madison Square Garden. It was the 13th meeting all time between Duke and Kentucky when both teams were in the top 10. They played several, several times, but that 13th meeting that both teams were in the top 10, that is tied for the third most meetings all time between top 10 schools. I saw that during the game last night. I really wanted to know who the other schools were at the top, but couldn't find that. So again, an eight-point victory for Duke as they had the four-point lead at the break. Paulo Bancaro, pretty much great from the get-go. 12 points in the first half, added 10 more in the second half. Bancaro was a perfect six for six from the free throw line in the first half. Duke made the one three-pointer the entire game. It was made in the first half from Trevor Keels. Again, he had nine first-half points, went on to score 16 in the second half. But Kentucky's three-point shooting kept them in the game in that first half. Thanks to those second chances, we mentioned just five three-point attempts from Kentucky in the second half. Well, they had 11 in the first half, and they made six of them. They had, obviously, five more three-pointers. That's right there, 15 more points from the three-point line than Duke did. And Duke did a better job in the second half, making sure they controlled that three-point line. We saw Theo John and Joey Baker become the first two guys off the bench for Duke. Joey Baker, not his greatest night. Still want to see his role kind of expand. I think he only shot one three-pointer. That's what he's known for. Joey, you got to get the shots open from the outside. But Duke really wasn't sharing basketball that well. They only had seven assists total on the night. Three of those belonged to Wendell Moore Jr. So that's something for this team to improve on moving forward. But I loved the minutes that we got out of Theo John. Again, five points for Theo John, four of those coming in the second half. Such an aggressive player, had several rebounds and big spots for Duke and did a really good job just being physical outright with Oscar Shibway, who was the West Virginia transfer, making a big impact for Kentucky. Shibway is a West Virginia transfer. Wheeler is a Georgia transfer. We mentioned uh, Kellen Grady, a Davidson transfer for Kentucky. They've got C.J. Frederick. He is an Iowa transfer. He did not play in the contest but he was one of the best shooters in all of college basketball. He's out injured right now. So all of a sudden, Coach Calipari, who was kind of the first to go to this one-and-done deal, he's also become one of the first to jump at the transfer portal and try to get players that way. He's added four really important players to his team this season all by way of the transfer portal. So uh, interesting stuff there. As again, Duke's leading 39-35 at the break, and uh, what a win it was for Duke tonight to open up the college basketball season. Some takeaways for the second half after this quick timeout right here on Lockdown Blue Devils. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back at Better Than Ever, a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines 
than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are certainly missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-sugar, low-fat, and high in protein. All the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious with so many flavors. This month, Built Bar is coming out with a whole new limited-time flavors every three to four days, so check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. The promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back into Locked On Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson. Duke a winner, 79-71 over the Kentucky Wildcats, as Duke is now 34-11 at Madison Square Garden under Coach K. It was the 100th game in Duke basketball history played in the New York City area. That's a fun little nugget to kick off this season. And man, it was a good one. As in the second half, Duke's leading by four. Kentucky has a nice set play right out of the gates to get Shibway an easy layup to make it a two-point game. Paulo Banquero goes back the opposite end, makes a layup at the rim, and then all of a sudden, Paulo Banquero has to exit the game because he begins cramping in the second half, and that would be a big storyline for the Duke Blue Devils throughout that second half as Kentucky was able to take their first lead of the game with 18-28 to go in the second half of play after a Keon Brooks three-pointer from the top of the key to give the Wildcats the one-point lead. It immediately became a back-and-forth run for a little bit before Duke goes on a 12-2 run after that stretch of trading buckets. Duke in better control, and all of a sudden, Duke finds themselves up by 15 and more cramps take place. Paula Bancaro has to go back, get an IV. You see him come back out. He's got the Band-Aid over his arm at the bend of the elbow where they would put the IV in to get him some fluids. And then Wendell Moore Jr. starts cramping, and he looked more composed and more poised this season uh, for Duke basketball in the game tonight, and hopefully that's a sign of things to come. He starts cramping, and he has to exit, and all of a sudden Duke's feeling really good, but their players are out. Trevor Keels starts to take over, starts to take over, I should say, before uh, Trevor Keels needs a breather. He starts cramping as well. Wendell Moore Jr. goes back for what I believe was IV treatment because he came out and had Band-Aids there at the bend of the elbow where you would get an IV injected for fluids. And uh, Trevor Keels has to sit for a little bit. Oscar Shibway led the way for Kentucky. He has an and one that makes it an 11-0 run for Kentucky with 6-0-7 remaining. And all of a sudden, they've cut that Duke 15-point lead down to four. Duke immediately responds with a 7-0 run, all thanks to Trevor Keels, who made sure this was not going to be the day for Kentucky and really put his name out there. as uh, He's been the big story. Last night after the game, everybody in college basketball wanted to talk 
about Trevor Keels and the performance that he had. They knew what to expect out of Paulo Banquero because he was getting all the hype, right? He was the number four player in the recruiting class in the class of 2021. Trevor Keels was number 23. It's hard to imagine 22 better players than Trevor Keels after watching the debut that he had last night. But thanks to him, he was able to help Duke close it out on a big run to end the game. And again, Duke wins by that eight-point margin. What a win it was for the Blue Devils. Jeremy Roach had six points at the point guard spot for Duke. And Duke did a really good job throughout the game of having Roach take the ball up a couple of times, Kills take it up a couple of times, Wendell Moore, and then Paulo Bancaro. This Duke team was good with multiple players having the ball in their hands, multiple players trying to get Duke into their offensive sets and that sort of thing. And that's got to be a sign of good things to come. And I think it will lead to more three-point looks and three-point shots for Duke because that's obviously the one big thing that they've got to improve on. We talked a couple of weeks ago with Jason Evans from the Duke Basketball Report, and I also mentioned this with Donna Wine the second from the Duke Basketball Report, how ESPN's favorite thing to do in this contest was like show the graphic that Duke has the longest streak in college basketball, making at least one three-point shot. Fortunately, Duke made the three-pointer in the first half, so they didn't necessarily have that be a storyline because they already got it out of the way. But me being obsessed with numbers and Duke basketball the way I am, I, of course, was thinking about that throughout the game. So I'm glad Duke was able to make it. But I want more three-pointers from Duke basketball going forward this season, and hopefully they're going to be able to do that as they now turn their attention to Army on Friday, Campbell on Saturday. So a back-to-back for Duke basketball coming up this weekend. With the game being played at Madison Square Garden, the mecca of the college sports and really the basketball world, not just college, obviously the Knicks do a great job playing there in MSG. It was a who's who in the crowd between these two schools. I'm going to give a shout out to everybody that we saw in attendance for this one. Daniel Jones was there. Of course, the former Duke quarterback, New York Giants starting quarterback, his brother Bates Jones plays for Duke, a transfer from Davidson, his teammate Kellen Grady, a Davidson transfer playing for Kentucky. Bates Jones did not get in the contest for Duke. Kentucky had alums, Nerlens Noel, Julius Randle, Emmanuel Quickly, and Kevin Knox, the second in attendance. They all play for the Knicks. It was easy for them to be at that game. Duke's Knicks star, RJ Barrett, was there on hand. Obi Toppin plays for the Knicks. His brother, Jacob, played for Kentucky and had a solid game himself. Tom Thibodeau, the coach of the Knicks, was on hand. Former Duke Blue Devils standout Mike Dunleavy Jr. was there. Brad Stevens, of course, the former Butler coach, the former Boston Celtics head coach. He's now the Celtics president of basketball operations. He was on hand. NBA star John Wall was in attendance. And then also there was Jason Garrett, the New York Giants offensive coordinator, who's been at Cameron Indoor before. He's been there at a game with Jason Witten and Tony Romo sitting there with the Cameron Crazies. He was on hand at Madison Square Garden tonight. And then also Bruce Springsteen was there. That's right. Bruce Springsteen had his mask on, had a cap on, had some shades, was really trying to disguise himself. But so many celebrities and big-time athletes were in attendance for the Champions Classic and watching some Duke basketball as the Blue Devils kick off their new season 1-0 on the year. What a great win it was for Duke. And again, they take on Army and Campbell this weekend at home. First game in Cameron Indoor Stadium. That counts with the Cameron Crazies back. Can't wait to watch that a little bit later this week. The men's basketball team wasn't the only team on Duke University's campus to get their season started last night. The Duke women's basketball team also opened their 2021-22 campaign in strong fashion. They had a 95-39 victory over the Winthrop Eagles last night from Cameron Indoor Stadium as Duke finished the game 
with five players in double figures, led by graduate transfer Lexi Gordon's 17 points. Amani Lewis had 16 in her Duke debut. Celeste Taylor and sophomore Nyla Green each added 11 points. And then a good child had 10 points as well. Vanessa DeJesus tallied a team-high eight assists. And uh, it was it was Celeste Taylor leading the way for Duke with rebounds eight last night in that one. So congratulations to Kara Lawson and the Duke women's basketball team as they had a good win, as we said last night, 95-39 big-time victory over Winthrop. Duke will be back in action on Friday on the road against the Dayton Flyers. So the men's team will be playing at home on Friday from inside Cameron Indoor Stadium. They'll swap with the girls' teams. The girls will now go on the road, and the women's basketball team at Duke will play Dayton on Friday night. Another Duke Athletics update to give you. The Duke women's soccer team, we've been talking about them throughout the fall. They earned a number one seed in the NCAA tournament for the third time in the last 11 years. They're going to host Old Dominion in the opening round this Friday at 6 o'clock Eastern at home. The Blue Devils are 13-3-1 and earned their 27th all-time bid to the NCAA tournament and enter top 16 national seed for the sixth time in the last seven seasons. Can't wait to watch that one on Friday night to see if Duke can advance to the next round of the NCAA tournament. And then uh, Duke football. Duke in the NFL to update you on week nine action. That just concluded. It was New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones and offensive guard Matt Skura leading the way for the New York Giants as they had a 23-16 win on Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders. They were two of 13 former Duke football players that saw action during the ninth week of play in the National Football League. Daniel Jones went 15 of 20 for 110 yards passing and a touchdown. Had a quarterback rating of 104.2. Skura started at left guard for the Giants. He played all 56 offensive snaps in the win. Tight end Daniel Helm made his season debut for the Raiders in the game against the Giants as well. Duke had four former Blue Devils in the spotlight Thursday night of last week as the New York Jets traveled to the Indianapolis Colts. Rookie Deion Jackson saw action in the game and helped Indianapolis to a 45-30 victory at home. Jets wide receiver Jamison Crowder, cornerback Michael Carter II, had starts. Uh, Crowder had five receptions for 38 yards. Carter, or excuse me, Crowder had five catches for 38 yards. Carter had three tackles, and then Thomas Hennessy was the Jets' long snapper, as uh, obviously that's an important role to football teams. Rookies Victor Demon KG for the Arizona Cardinals, Noah Gray for the Kansas City Chiefs, Chris Rump II for the LA Chargers, all saw action as their teams all won their games in week number nine. There's a look at Duke football in week nine of the NFL season. That's going to wrap up our show here today on Locked On Blue Devils. Again, my name is JJ Jackson, proudly serving as the host of this program. Excited to start the first full season of coverage for Duke men's basketball. This podcast debuted back on March 1st of 2021 at the tail end of last season. So I can't wait to get a full season under my belt here with Duke men's basketball and with this podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to follow and subscribe this podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a five-star rating and review so you can get a shout-out on Five Star Friday. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.